Welcome to the St. James Parish Podcast. Enjoy sermons, lectures, and special presentations from St. James Episcopal Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. Curious about what else St. James has to offer? Visit our website, linked in the show notes, to learn more. Merry Christmas. While many folks are ready to pack up the stable and put away the hay, I, for one, am glad there are 12 days of Christmas. Don and I were sick over the last of Advent and all of Christmas Eve and couldn't be with you. And it's good to be back worshiping in person on this seventh day of Christmas. A special welcome to all who are worshiping online. I have a new appreciation of what it's like to be on the other side of that screen. We've come to an interesting intersection in our lectionary cycle. Throughout Advent, we were were tasked to hold the tension of the coming of Christ with the already not yet, his coming to earth that had already occurred, and his return to earth yet to come. And our Christmas story of salvation is similar, but on a wider scale, because here on earth, we still live in that between time, but today our work shows that it began in back in the beginning with the word back at creation. It takes us all the way back. And then it takes us to the finished work of Christ sitting on the throne of God. That Isaiah passage that Stuart read this morning speaks of that future glory where our Savior is called by a new name. And tomorrow on morning prayer, we will celebrate the feast of the holy name. And while I love this feast and all the scriptures that go with me with it, it excites me that there is still a new name for Jesus that no one knows, and thereby a name that no one has taken in vain or has yet to be profaned. One of the hindrances of living on earth in between creation and future glory and being confined by time is that the name of Jesus often is thoughtlessly thrown around by even well-meaning Christians. So as we hold future thoughts of grandeur and our earthly reality and tension, I'd like to, and I've said it before, I'd like to think of that movie camera that switches scenes back and forth. There's one scene going on in heaven, as the writer of Hebrews notes, a place where all the angels of God are worshiping him. And the one happening on earth where we're just trying to figure out exactly what this salvation and this good news, figure out what it's all about and what we're supposed to do with it. As many movies in recent years have made prequels to movies like Batman and Wizard of Oz and all the superheroes, our John 1, the passage, our gospel reading, is the prequel for our salvation story. And it offers insight to some of our reality. 
It also offers hope that things will turn out well. John reminds us that that word became flesh and lived among us, or as Eugene Peterson translates, moved into the neighborhood. Full of grace and truth, and the miracle of the grace that indwells us is what Christmas is about. The Reverend Paul Peterson says, The word of God whose hands spread out the heavens, whose mind ordered the universe, whose creative power established order out of chaos. This word of God chose to plunge into the arena of human life and live as you and I do, taking on that flesh and bones and blood of humanity. Now, you and I know what it means to live like that because we live with the limits of our time, and we live with the limits of humanity. We know exhaustion of trying to stretch those limits. We know heartbreak of not being able to overcome some of our frustrations and weaknesses. But I am convinced with the Reverend Peterson that the point of this verse is that in the midst of our agonies in this life, we are not alone. That God choosing to come dwell with us as Emmanuel, he came to tie those broken pieces of time back to eternity. And that offers hope, and not just for later, but for now. We can sing with the angels. We can work, worship one another and serve. And this is where the rubber meets the road. Because it all sounds good in theory. But we will become numb if, unless we embrace the fact that God being with us is not realized simply by following Christian principles although good, but by following Christ. And we follow Christ when we know Christ, when we know him, and we, through, and we know him through prayer, through study, and through serving. The Reverend Ron Laven and psychologist Bill Grimmer co-authored a book together back in the 70s, 1970s. The book is old, and their point, though, is still so relevant. In the story, they note how one of the major problems is, is that we've heard the story so many times about the Son of God who makes the Father known and how Jesus came to set us free. We hear it so many times that we don't hear it anymore. So what he did one Christmas day and I wish I could go pick up one of these children right now. But I didn't think of it. It wasn't original with me. But during his sermon, the Reverend Laven picked up his grandson, who was only a few months old, and he began to tell the story to him with all the congregation listening. He looked at the boy and said, Listen, Jimmy, this is the story of salvation and hope for the world. Jimmy, it all started back in the beginning when the world was created. Jesus was there. 
the Word who broke out of darkness, making light. The the preacher continued his story to go on through every aspect of the story, humans being given freedom and how they chose their way. He talked about how Abraham gave promises that all of it would change one day and how the prophets foresaw Jesus coming to set things right that we see it on the cross and at Easter. But he said, Jimmy, a lot's got to happen before we get to that time. At the end, he said, Jimmy, that's the story. You're going to forget a lot of what I've just said. But you're going to hear it again and again. Grandson, I want you to believe it. It's God's story, and your very life depends on it. Jesus is our Savior, and this is the good news. Now, unfortunately, I don't have the children to pick up right now, but I invite you to go home. Make sure that those you love know the story of Jesus, not just that they had to come to church today to check a box, but that that word became flesh and it still lives in us as the person of the Holy Spirit and that we are never alone. If you need to hear that today, please hear it from me. God is with you. You are never alone. Merry Christmas.